When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. It's hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by my friend, Doe. Casey Bubba, follow him on the Twitter at BDAntrick. And we got an ear-to-ear grin from Casey Bubba right now because as a Dolphins fan, he is enjoying a rare primetime 10-point victory for his Dolphins after Thursday Night Football. We, of course, are recording this immediately after the Thursday Night Football game. So, Bubba, just, uh, you know, how, what are your initial feelings of a big, big win for your Dolphins getting in the win column finally? I really don't know what to do with my hands right now. It's it's pretty crazy. It's offense uh, run good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the the Dolphins winning a primetime game is shock enough. Doing it in dominating fashion on the road. I don't care who they're facing. I really don't. That was fun to watch. Fitzpatrick was like clinical. Um, the defense showed up, which I was really nervous about with uh, some key players being out and the way the Jags' offense has looked of late. I respected Minshew and company. But uh, that Dolphins team, it makes you think, you know, going into New England, facing the Bills, two very good football teams. Maybe they were just up against it. No preseason, you know, a couple weeks now, and they're starting to find their legs like they did last year. And I'm not saying that by any means they're a playoff contender, but they could be closer to a 500 team than a, you know, 4-12 and team. Hey, you know what? Weirder things have happened. The Marlins uh, have clinched a playoff spot, I think, or are close to clinching a playoff spot in baseball right now. So, uh, anything can happen, especially in Florida with all of their wackiness right now. So uh, very, very impressive win for the Dolphins. And, you know, uh, the best part I think about this win is that everybody took the Jags on the mm. national broadcast before the game. And uh, they were doing beard or mustache. And everybody was wearing their dumb mustache before the game kicked off. And now they're interviewing Ryan Fitzpatrick in post game. And having to, you know, go back on their mustache um, take uh, over the beard take. So that that's always fun for me. But uh, we're going to dive deep into this game when we come back 
after this break. We're going to get uh, you know a full recap of the Dolphins and the Jaguars here. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. We'll also be going over our uh, bets and stuff. So stick with us. A lot of football here in hour three. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this league. I'm back! Welcome back, everybody. It is In This League on the Sports Grid. I'm Scott Bogman. I'm joined by my friend O'Casey Bubba. Bubba, please tell everybody where they can find all of your great work. Oh, well, thanks for calling it great. That's a great uh, appreciation in itself. But uh, on Twitter, at BDentrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Bench with Bubba going once or twice a week right now. Baseball season's almost over. We're going to still be rocking that one. Do uh, two daily DFS shows for baseball, MLB DFS Quick Hits, and the Line Star DFS show with our buddy Joe P. Sapia. My Quick Hits show, my solo podcast, will keep going through most of the playoffs. Uh, Line Star finishes up uh, this past week. It's done. So that'll be going. I got the... Golf podcast, always pressing PGA DFS podcast, and then a lot of written work at rotoballer.com and fantasy sports DGEN. So always something going on. So just check me out on the Twitter at BD and Trick, and you'll find all the goodness. And you guys know the Welsh broke down uh, all the ITL stuff, but you can just follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. But I'm picking up the NFL torch for Bubba on that Line Star show with Pisa Pia. So it's me and Pisa Pia yeah. doing You guys the, are doing uh, a great job. It's awesome. Football show. I appreciate and, it. It's and you can pick t- and you can pick and you can pick touchdowns on like Joe. So it's good. <laughs> I did give him some crap. Oh, I heard I already listened to it. Oh yeah, yeah you, you heard it. So yeah, yeah. I said uh yeah maybe Joe uh get someone who will actually score a touchdown this week. So uh you know ha- had to had to razz him a little bit. He did he did uh, pick DK Metcalf who I picked first and scored a touchdown. No big deal. It would be hilarious if he didn't score a touchdown for Joe after scoring one for me. But we'll see when we get there. Now, look, I know when we look at the schedule for Thursday Night Football, Bubba, there's going to be a lot of crap games here. Number one, we got to get every team. Every team plays at least one Thursday Night Football game uh, every year. So that that's number one. And number two is, you know, we don't know. Some of these teams early year are going to be sloppy. A lot of these teams are going to be coming on short rest and playing and all that good stuff. So seeing this Jacksonville Miami game on the schedule wasn't one where I went, Oh, this is going to be great. But leading into the week, my, 
my big question here, and I'm glad we got to watch these teams, was what the hell is going on with these running backs mm-hmm. it, it, with these teams? Because I haven't been able to sit and watch you know, the whole Miami game or Jacksonville game play-by-play yet. So I knew that Robinson was getting a lot of run, but last week he split almost 50-50 uh, snaps with Chris Thompson. And Chris Thompson only had the four touches, but he did score a touchdown, and he was in there for only like three fewer snaps. So I was like, what is this? Are they just um, – is he getting – is he just getting altered downs and maybe a series or two? And then Jordan Howard has had the hamstring issue early in the season. So Gaskin has been getting a lot of work. Matt Breida was the fourth guy to touch the ball in week one. He was the second guy to touch the ball in week two. So what is going on there? Because Howard scored the touchdown. He only had eight snaps. They're all at the goal line. So I was like, is he a goal line back? Or is this his hamstring is tender? No one else can punch it in. So we're just going to have him do goal line work until he can get in there. So I think we have some of these questions answered in this game fantasy wise, but this was a fun game to watch just overall too, because I think the entertainment value was, and we saw this a lot from commercials and, or, and the lead ups and stuff is will Ryan Fitzpatrick be bad enough to where we get to see Tua in prime time. I think that was the the big thing. And, I don't know. On a level of one to ten, how insulting is that to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's the starter, Bubba? Is that super insulting, or is it you have to understand because we took this guy, you know, four overall, and everybody wants to? Well, I, I think it. I think it's insulting, but at the same time, I think it's uh, it's also understanding. Like uh, Fitzpatrick's flat out said it. He he knows he's here to carry the torch until uh, Tua is ready. He's going to do everything he can to get Tua ready and help Tua become a professional quarterback. But at the same time, he doesn't want to hear stuff like that because he's out there winning football games, just like he did last year. People wanted him out of the way last year, and he kept winning football games and doing his thing. So it's it's one of those deals. He's kind of been this way every stop along his career. There's always been another quarterback behind him ready to take his job, and he has continues to be good enough to keep things going. So, uh, yeah, so to me it's very insulting because he's like not clueless to the fact that Tua is going to be playing sooner than later. But if he plays like he did tonight, it's going to make it a lot harder for them to make that move. Yeah, 18 of 20, 160 yards, and two touchdowns for Fitzpatrick. So, interesting. You know, the the uh, sideline camera kept going to Tua. What's Tua doing? What's Tua doing? He was just chilling, just sitting on the sideline, uh, doing nothing. And, and, you know, Fitzpatrick said he asked incredible questions, which is no surprise to an unbelievably intelligent, talented quarterback. So, he'll get in. And, you know, look, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's probably going to be this year. I think Tua oh, will yeah, play no doubt about this it. year for sure. You know, we mentioned this stat before, but – Every quarterback that's been drafted in the first round, I think since like 2007, has gotten at least one start, even when it's, you know, like that week 17 when a team has either nothing to play for because they're out or they got a buy. They have a buy already or they already clinched and they don't have to win that game. But getting back to this running back situation, I think we saw it solved on both sides. I think with your Dolphins, Miles Gaskin is just a man, 22 carries. Not very effective running, 66 yards, only three yards per, but they start stacking the box after the first quarter when they realize the, the strategy is give the ball to Gaskin, and they were throwing it to him too. He also had five catches for uh, 29. The downside for Gaskin moving forward in a fantasy aspect is that Jordan Howard, three carries, one yard, one score. And so he is clearly the goal line back, and Breida is the 
you know, he's in there for wheel routes to draw pass interference calls and mop up duty late. So, uh, and I mean, Patrick Laird is a fullback. Now he played more fullback than he did halfback. I think he played more tight end than he'd played halfback. So he's nothing in this offense outside of a blocker. So we don't have to worry about him, but would, would you say bubble when you're looking at this Dolphins running back role, that that is what we have for Gaskin is the man now, but limited upside because of the touchdowns going to Howard. Hundred percent. Howard's basically. I saw someone tweet it out. It's very accurate. He's Jordan. Uh, Jordan the bus right now. Jordan yeah. the bus. Howard. And okay. I believe he's got- better than that. How about how about Jordan Gillisley? How about that? There, there you go. He's, yeah, he's Jordan Gillisley. Jordan Allstott in his last season. Um, he, he basically, I think he has seventeen carries on the year now for like fourteen yards and four scores or three scores. So he's literally just doing the same thing. So that does hurt a ton with Gaskins, but uh, using him in the passing game does help a lot. And like you said, they were stacking the box. Those opening drives, he found holes and he was running beautifully. Like stacking yeah. the box, he's not built to power through guys. He's not Derrick Henry. He needs to get out in space, make things happen. So I'm with you there. Breed is going to have a game or two this year. You just know he will because he'll break a couple plays or something on the passing game. But uh, it's Gaskin's job, and I don't see it changing right now. That speed kills. And, yeah. and you know, uh, we can knock Breida. I mean, uh, look, he is – kind of the third back here i guess not really thir- the third back you could call him the second it's like gaskin like is one these guys are yeah 2a and 2b because howard's getting those goal line carries and brita is kind of working in mop-up duty here i was uh, a little disappointed in preston williams i did start him in a couple leagues he got the touchdown first but only had one other target so two catches seven yards and a touchdown for him Parker, five for 69. We know he wasn't at 100%, but everything else kind of scrambled. Gesicki only had one catch after having a huge week last week. Uh, Jakeem Grant, only one catch. Um, you know, Isaiah Ford had two catches, but only 14 yards. And we saw, you know, Fitzpatrick had more rushes than a lot of anyone had catches. So that's not really what you want to see fantasy wise. But uh, I think you and I can agree to this that. We're just chalking that up to game script and what happened in this game. And, you know, that this isn't going to be the normal stat line that we see from the Dolphins because they don't get to play Jacksonville every single week. And, you know, no disrespect to the Dolphins, but we don't expect them to be playing from ahead in uh, that far ahead in most of their games. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's like Parker's going to get his. Jacecki will get his in a regular game flow. I wouldn't be too concerned about that. The Preston Williams thing is kind of surprising to me just because I figured at least he'd get a few more than two targets. Uh, Fitzpatrick did, you know, spread it out really well. Game flow did not need him to throw the ball at all. So he was literally just checking down to guys and taking the, the you know, five or six yards at a pop if he had to or doing little things here and there. So he wasn't worried about extending the play with third and long situations where you'd use a Parker or a Williams more often. So it was um, definitely game flow dependent. I wouldn't be too worried about it, but I, I was glad to see Parker battling an injury still get five for 69. That was a, a good sight to see. Yeah, and uh, you know he talked about it. last year was the first year he played 16 games. But we got to hit a break. When we come back, we are going to uh, finish up our Thursday night football talk and talk about our bets. We'll be right back. It's in this league on the Sports Grid after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody. In the mighty 1090 in San Diego. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. Uh, at Bogman Sports. I can't speak right now. And at BDentric on the Twitter machine. We're wrapping up talking about this Thursday night football game, Baba. And on the Jacksonville side, obviously. Uh, a disappointing effort from them. And honestly, I know that Minshew had some, he had some bad throws and uh, some tough decisions to make and a uh, rough decision making in this game. Steve Smith, uh, the last thing I heard before we fired up here was just, you know, you know OBJing all over Gardner Minshew saying that, uh, you know, he can't read his own defense to save his life and uh, he couldn't get out of his own way and all that stuff. But I found it weird that with a guy that is effective throwing medium routes, intermediate routes to short routes, they had him throwing deep a lot. And I know it was after they got down 14 zip, but Jerome Robinson, uh, Jerome Robinson, James Robinson uh, looked really good in this game, especially initially. He averaged more yards per carry than um, than uh, uh, Gaskin did 4.2, 11 carries, 46 yards. He did get in the end zone twice, but he did more of his damage through the air. Six catches on six targets for 83 yards. He looked better catching the ball than even Chris Thompson, a you know receiving back, did. So uh, I don't know. I, I are you more disappointing in Jacksonville's game, uh, uh, the the calling, or in Gardner Minshew's performance because he did throw a pick at the end? I guess I'd say the play calling more so because if you look at what he did, he spread it around so. You'd imagine it was the defense was forcing his hand a little more than uh, he'd normally like because, you know, you mentioned Robinson got his. Thompson still had six targets. He went to Conley a lot, which you'd expect. Cole got five. Like, he spread it all over the place. It was just all a lot of short passes, like five for 33, five for 35, four for 40. Like, there wasn't chunk plays, yards after the catch, which you mentioned Minshew and company thrive upon. So the Dolphins are kind of – it's like that whole bend but don't break. Okay, let him catch yeah. it and tackle him. And that's what they were doing very well. Yeah, exactly. And – uh, Robinson moving, uh, I mean, look, I wasn't sure about him. And, and it wasn't that I didn't like him. You know, uh, I knew who he was. He's a uh, state, which I could say is uh, more than a lot of people coming out of this draft. And uh, Shifty is a good back. And, you know, it, plenty of those guys get overlooked because they go to small schools. And obviously there wasn't a lot of pro days uh, this year either. So maybe some teams didn't get a look at him. But. You know, 
there have been plenty of running backs that are overlooked that come out of nowhere. I remember Philip Lindsay went undrafted for the Broncos and went to the Pro Bowl. So uh, there's plenty of these guys, but he looks so good catching the ball, and they gave him the goal line carries. God, and there was some good blocking by Jackson in those two touchdown runs. I was impressed by Cam Robinson. What do you think of that ejection call on him, by the way? Like, was that ticky-tack or, hey, hey, man, don't put your hands on the ref? What do you think? In the end, it's you know better. You just don't touch the ref. But I still think it's kind of like, come on, guys. Heat of the moment, stupid things happening. Like, swing at you. Anything, like, out of line. But I guess if you let him do it, then the next guy does it, the next guy does it, and something bad really happens. So you just got to go by the letter of the law. But it, it, sometimes it's just too too much to the book, which is really annoying at times. Right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I thought, uh, you know, I don't even know. Maybe he saw the ref. Maybe he didn't. All he knew was someone's hand was in his face. Get your hand off my face. And yeah, and in, in the heat of the battle, you're 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 getting that thing out of there quick. I guess. Yeah, he was in a he was in a fumble pile, right? Yeah. So uh, they're trying to dig through him. Don't stick your hand in my face. I'm sorry. It doesn't really matter who you are. Get your hand out of my face. I do like the fact that they don't do the perp walk anymore where they have to, you know, make those guys Bring look like criminals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And walk them all the way back to the uh, the locker room and all that stuff. You you, you can uh, you can stay on the sideline, but I think the equipment guy just comes and gets your helmet so you can't go back in. You know? That's fine. Like, let's, like, They're grown adults. They're just going to sit in the locker yeah. room and watch the game anyways. Let them sit on the sidelines. Like, who cares? If there's a fight or if he punched yeah. the ref or something, like, get him out of there. If but he, other he, than that. He's MFing you the whole time throughout. Yeah, okay, go go, go to the locker room. Like, you got to go. <laughs> well, dude, yeah. I, I can't believe that Miles Jack, like, you know, sometimes you see uh, there are a lot of penalties for Jacksonville in this game. It was, it was a sloppy game. And by the way, this is the game, first game where I saw the, the refs really – be overzealous i thought and these are the two teams you'd expect to get penalties called on them as you know they're not they weren't they weren't going to be pretty good i'm trying to watch my uh my step here because i am with the dolphins fan but they had penalties i understand we're not that good it's cool yeah six for 51 and even when the Steelers are good they get tons of penalties uh eight penalties for 63 for jacksonville so 14 total penalties and we just haven't seen we haven't seen that that much, which has led to overs and stuff, which this game did not go over because Jacksonville couldn't score. But um, moving forward, you want Gaskin or Robinson for the rest of the season? I want Robinson just because the way we saw him, the way he could run in space was big. You, um, I, I just don't see a threat to him where you're going to have random games where like Jordan Howard's like one out of nowhere will get like 10 carries and just screw yeah. it all up. Or Breed will have a couple of big drives and, and bust a play. And then it goes Gaskin's touches for the game robinson's the guy chris thompson's not coming in and carrying the ball 10 times so i like robinson yeah i'm i'm absolutely with you on that and uh you know uh even if they're playing from behind jacksonville which we expect in a lot of games like you mentioned before robinson can catch the ball and he's going to get those goal line carries Mm -hmm. so uh let's take a look at what bubba did last week we've already talked about my misgivings uh from last week we don't need to rehash it or anything against the spread bubba you were uh, six and nine. So three games under uh, you're actually worst of the week on that because the uh, Welsh and I were both seven and eight, but you were best of the week by far on the over unders at nine and six. You're 16 and 14 on both. So you're still over 500 where I am 18 and 12 against the spread, but 11 and 19 on over unders. Welsh is dead 500 on both. So uh, you guys so are both. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys are both above me so i look if you're hitting 50 or over 50 percent or over you're good and you're above average 
on both. So um, what was the one, what was the most disappointing one or the one that surprised you the most from week two that you just look at and you go, Ugh, how did I get that game wrong? I can only pick one. That, that, that's how this <laughs> because I know we were texting about it back and forth that it was just one of those weeks where I was like, what in the world is going on right now? But uh, when you look back at last week, um, I think that the Niners game, I, I, I know I'm crazy, but I thought the Jets would try to keep that closer. Like I really did. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thoroughly shocked in that. But I guess I'll just be blunt with it. And I, I think it's been said everywhere. The Vikings are her- horrible. Oh, my that's God. the nicest way I can put it. I really am shocked. That's my upset uh, special of the week on Lion Star, too. And yeah. they looked, I thought Kirk Cousins was going to take that. Uh, in the second dome, half, Colts, like get the garbage time. Like that yeah. was embarrassing. Yeah, especially the Colts coming off a loss to Jacksonville, who yeah. we just saw not look great. And because Fitzpatrick just did to uh, to the Jaguars what Minshew did to the Colts. So because he was 19 of 20, uh, Fitzpatrick 18 of 20 in this game. And I think uh, I think one of those uh, w- was a drop for uh, Fitzpatrick as well. So. Uh, but we'll we'll lay the pass in the past. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see this week because the Welsh and I differ on a bunch of picks. Uh, and um, Joe and I differ on a bunch of picks this week. So we'll see uh, how lockstep we are. We'll get a couple in here before we hit the break and go to the final uh, couple segments. But let's start out in Atlanta, Bubba, where Atlanta is a three and a half point favorite at home over the Chicago Bears. The over is 47 and a half. What say you on that game? It's a game where no defense is really going to be played in that dome. So I'll take the over for sure. That's a that's a I'll lock that one in to the good column. It's just tricky here now because you know Chicago on the road, Trubisky. Which one shows up first half Trubisky or second half Trubisky? Atlanta can blow a lead. That's been established. So that, that's, that's <laughs> can really they ever? Good. Yes, my goodness, man. I thought one was bad enough. Second time's a charm, apparently. Mm. Um, but I want to take Chicago with that three and a half point hook. But I'm going to take Atlanta. I think they get right at home. Give me Atlanta. Give me the over. All right. I went Chicago because they played the two unders so far. And I uh, uh, and I took the under. So Chicago and the under, I, I think that uh, the one good thing they do is defense. And if Trubisky shows up, I think Chicago could win outright. But uh, I think straight up, I'm still going to go with Atlanta. But I took Chicago against the spread and the under in that one. So we are differing on that one. How about this one? Cincinnati at Philly. Philly, a five and a half point favorite at home, even though they haven't looked good, but Cincinnati looks really not good. And 46 and a half is the over on that one. What say you for the Eagles and the Bengals? Cincinnati and Joe Burrow goes to three and zero against the spread. Cincinnati will cover. Yeah, you know, losers, people lose games. Real men cover. Joe Burrow covers. <laughs> He's going to go to three and zero on the season there. And I'm taking the over because I really don't like either defense in this game. And when worst comes to worst, Cincinnati can fling it around like as much as we want to clown on them. Burroughs look great back there. He's going to throw it 60 plus times if he has to. And they're going to let him die back there eventually. But I'll <laughs> take the over in this one and I'll take Cincinnati covering it because we mentioned Cousins looks rough. If Wentz doesn't do it this week, I'm really concerned because I got him in a couple leagues and I was close to dropping him this week. But I saw Cincinnati rolling into town, so I couldn't do it just yet. But yeah. I swear, if it doesn't happen this week, he's gone. I've got I got Philly in a get right game. Now, I think they're much much better than this Bengals team. So I, I've got Philly, but I, I'm with you on the over. Neither one of these teams are playing uh, great defense right now. Philly is especially. I mean, look in my IDP leagues, wherever I got Brandon Graham, I'm firing him up against this terrible terrible 
uh, Bengals, uh, you know, uh, uh, O line here. But uh, I, I'm taking Philly, but I am going to hit the over. Uh, one more before we hit the break. Let's go to my game. The Steelers are uh, hosting the Houston Texans this week. They are four point favorites, and 45 is the over on that one. What say you on that game, Bubba? Uh, give me Pittsburgh and the under on that one. Pittsburgh and the under. We are locked step on that one that's the way i like to end a segment with you and i picking the same one so when we come back we'll finish up the p- the picks for week three and then to end it out we will uh pick ourselves some parlays here the welsh and i forgot to do it in hour two but he gave me his parlay so i have his i'll pick one and bubba will pick one we'll be right back after this break SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.com. You made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh... I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on here. Welcome back, everybody. It's on the Sports I'm your host, Scott Bogdan. Follow me at Bogdan Sports on the Twitter. Follow my friendo, Casey Bubba, at BDN Trick. We are making picks for week three. I promise we're going to do better. I'm going to do better than I did last week for sure. And, and I got to tell you, Bubba, I don't think you realize how bad I was in the beginning games. when Because you text me. I mean, I think you could tell I was kind of riled up uh, by did. some of the language potentially being used uh, in, in. It helped in, me text you more after that, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was charged up. I was charged up, but I got four of five games right in the the night the night slate the the afternoon and the Sunday night Monday night game. I got I went uh, four for five in those. That really helped me get to one game under five hundred. Uh, for the uh, for the week, but my over under is five and ten on this show, and I wasn't as bad on Line Star because the lines flipped. You know, the lines changed a little bit uh, in that one, so my picks were just a little bit different. But uh, yee, uh, not not the greatest of week. But I think I'm going to do better this week. This game is interesting. Uh, Welsh and I have this pick different. New England is hosting the Raiders. They are six and a half point favorites. Forty seven and a half is the over on this one. What do you feel about the Raiders on the road against the Pats? A couple things here, because people are going to be excited about the Raiders, watching what they did to the Saints at home. Beat up Saints team. Breeze is getting old. No Michael Thomas. I'm going to take that one with a grain of salt. Opening a new stadium. I don't care if there's fans or not. You got a lot of hype going on. So I'm going to let that one kind of let's simmer down the Raiders love a little bit. And I was absolutely impressed, like beyond impressed, with how good Cam Newton looked in Seattle. Now, I mentioned it last week, no 12th man will help that a lot on those final drives, but he was making passes I haven't seen Cam make with precision like that in a long time. He's running guys over. You want to talk about a goal line back? Well, he's their goal line back. It's ridiculous. Um, So I'm taking New England in this game. I think they went by double digits. I think they put the Raiders down, West Coast going east. Give me the the Patriots. I do like the over in this one. I think like a 35-20 type feel to it. I like New England to make a statement this week. 
I took the Raiders in the under. So we're, we're going opposite on that one too. It's not that I like the Raiders, but what I really didn't like in that new England game was Seattle's defense and the inability to put pressure on the quarterback at all whatsoever. I think the Raiders, while, you know, not having the best pass rush in the NFL, they are way more effective at getting to the, the quarterback than uh, the, uh, the Seahawks are right now. So I think they put a little bit more pressure, which means more runs for Cam Newton. So I'm more confident on the under than I am on the Raiders, but I do like that pace to be a little bit different than what we saw uh, for New England versus Seattle. Uh, the next game here, Buffalo against the Rams. They are one and a half point favorites. 47 and a half is the over in this one. I despise everything about this line. Uh, I would say uh, if I were betting this weekend, this is not one I'd be laying any money on, Bubba. So uh, what are you going with in this game? Give me the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills to win this game, cover the spread, and give me the under in this one. The weather's going to be nasty, wind gusts up to 25 to 30 miles an hour. It's going to be one of those old-school Buffalo. You might have a few you know, toys thrown on the field just for old times' sake. It's going to be one of those games. Buffalo, under, they take care of business against Rams. I went Buffalo and over uh, because I don't know. I just don't know about this game. The the wind the wind usually helps, but sometimes that causes turnovers. It sets up short fields too. True. So I, I'm not. I I just I don't like this game overall. I have to pick it, so I'm gonna pick it. And, and I took the Rams or the uh, the Bills in the over, but I hate this game. Uh, the next one is the Niners on the road at the Giants. San Francisco three and a half point favorites. Forty and a half is the over in this game, Bubba. This one is ugly. Um, these are broken offenses here on both these teams. We got backup quarterback for San Francisco, leading back Raheem Mostert is out. Saquon Barkley, who's 99% of the Giants offense is done for the year with the ACL tear. So what say you on Giants and Niners? You got Nick Mullins with Jarek McKinnon and a Wilson in the backfield, maybe Jordan Reed part two. Then you got, you know what, Freeman and, and uh, Gallman and no Sterling Shepard. This is just beautiful. Week three football, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely amazing stuff. But what uh, I'm going to go with here is I'm going to go with Danny Jones. I'm at home. I think the Niners still win this game, but I think it's closer than they think. I'll take Danny Jones in the over. That 40 and a half, I know it seems too easy to go over. I'm going to take the bait on that one. Give me Danny Jones and the Giants and the over. All right. I'm going with uh, the Niners in the over. I, I am confident in that over because that number's so low. 40 yeah. and a half, I expect with busted offenses, some turnovers to happen, short fields, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll take the over on that one, but uh, I, I don't I don't particularly like picking that game. Uh, Minnesota and Tennessee yeah. in this this one. Uh, Tennessee is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 48-and-a-half. So I flip-flopped a little bit on Line Star on this one. I'm sure you heard me, but uh, what are your thoughts on Minnesota and Tennessee for this week? Man, it's like one of those, okay, I just talked – so much trash about how bad it <laughs> was. And you look at this line and you look at all the situation and I'm taking Tennessee to win this game and cover because Minnesota, like you have to prove me wrong. I'm sorry. Give me Tennessee and give me the over because Minnesota ain't going to play defense. Derrick Henry's going to have a huge game. He, he didn't come through last week, coming through this week. And if he can't, Tannehill's playing phenomenal. You got Johnny Smith. Give me Tennessee. Give me the over in this one. Uh, Minnesota is going to be looking for a, a top you know, two or three pick here pretty soon. Oh, come on. I don't think they're going to be that bad. Kirk, look, Kirk Cousins, if he goes for a whole year like this, there's going to be real panic in Minnesota. There's going to be real, real panic. And if you're in the position to take, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or 
you know, in any of those top end quarterbacks that are coming out this year, then I get it. But I, I, already, I, don't, saw, I already saw all over social media last week. Photoshop's already got Trevor Lawrence in Minnesota gear. So it's already started. Well, look, we saw it with uh, Dabo Swinney and Trevor Lawrence in Jaguars gear before, and they won week one. So uh, hey, right who now, knows? Right now, question. Would you rather have Minshew or Cousins right now? I'd rather have Cousins. It's close. I hesitated. Close. I hesitated. But, but I'd rather have Cousins. So, yeah. look, we've seen Cousins have some just bomb out horrific, terrible games. Yeah. And, and that's going to happen. I get it. But I, I just can't. I can't take. I can't take Minshew and I just can't do it, uh, especially after watching him crash and burn uh, going to Cleveland, hosting the Washington football team. Almost did it, but I didn't. Uh, Cleveland is a seven point favorite. Forty four and a half is the over in that one, Bubba. Give me Washington and the over because no defense, but Washington will keep it within a touchdown. I'm getting mags. I'm taking so many overs this week, which will never end well, but give me Washington and the over. I have two unders so far, doing better than last week, but you also were better than all of us last week. So, uh, the Chargers are hosting Carolina. Hopefully, no doctors with needles are around any quarterbacks before this game. Uh, six and a half point favorites for the Chargers, 44 the over on that one. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers and the under in this one. Uh, Chargers in the under. I took Chargers in the over, but, um, uh, Welsh took Chargers and the under, so uh, we're just off on that one. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I think there's going to be early garbage time, so I think it pushes it to an over. But we saw early garbage time in this game on Thursday night, and we didn't get, uh, tick, we tick, didn't hit the over. Tick tick. tick. That's, right. that's what they do. Exactly. The Colts are ten and a half point home favorites against those pathetic Jets. Forty four is the over in that one. Uh, what are you rocking with in that one? This feels like the Dolphins last year where every week was a double-digit spread, and I kept taking the Dolphins because it's the NFL, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and the Jets, man, they just they got to be better. Than <laughs> they're not. So give me Indianapolis and the over in this one because Phillip Rivers and just keep establishing things in that offense. Jonathan Taylor is going to just have another monster day. Yeah, I, because I think they're going to rock with Taylor so much, I'm going Colts and I'm going the under. Uh, I just think they burn clock in that game. So I'll, I'll go with the under, but I am taking the Colts and that big spread. I'm giving those points too. Uh, Dallas on the road against Seattle. Seattle is a five-point favorite in this one. Highest line of the week, highest over of the week, excuse me, 55 and a half. How do you see that one going? This is a, another really good game to watch, period. But uh, I, I really love what Russell Wilson's doing. Five points is a lot. Did it last week. I'm going to go with Dallas and the over on this one. Seattle wins, but give me Dallas and the over. Lockstep. I'm also Dallas and the over in that one to Seattle. No ability to pressure the passer at all. You give Dak time with Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. He's gonna make throws. And Dalton Schultz looked good last week, so he's gonna make throws. How many? How many spots did you pick up Schultz? Did you get him anywhere? Three or four. Yeah. Yeah, I got him in a couple spots as well. Uh, Arizona hosting the Detroit Lions. Five, uh, five and a half is the over here. Fifty-four and a half is the over. Five and a half is the line. Uh, what are you going with on the cards and lions? Kyler Murray continues his MVP campaign. Arizona wins by at least a touchdown, and this game goes over. Yep, same as Arizona and the over. This one is tougher to pick, I think. Denver hosting the Bucks. Tampa Bay six point favorites. A backup quarterback in Denver with Jeff Driscoll. Uh, Dr Jeff Driscoll forty three and a half is the over in that one, Bubba. 
Give me Denver. Driscoll wasn't horrible, and I think they want to slow this game down. So give me Denver and the under in this one. Uh, I took Denver and the over, but I am also on Denver. I think that spread is too big for Tampa Bay, while Brady is still kind of working it out here. I don't think they lost a lot from going from Drew Locke to Jeff Driscoll, and Driscoll almost came back and won that game. Surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers love to lose to backup quarterbacks, like I've mentioned before many, many times, but uh, they they were cutting it dangerously close. I mean, my Sunday would have got way worse if my Steelers would have bombed out to Jeff Driscoll, who they've beaten before when he was backing up Andy Dalton in uh, Cincinnati. So uh, New Orleans hosting Green Bay. Somehow, after looking not great the first two weeks, they are one and one They beat Tampa, but Tampa really beat themselves in that first week. They are three-point favorites. 51.5 is the over in New Orleans uh, hosting Green Bay. What do you have in that one? Green Bay moves to 3-0, winning this game outright, and I like the over. No crowd, big, big, big factor in that game. Hmm. Green Bay the over. I took Green Bay in the under because I just don't think New Orleans' offense is right right Green now. Green Bay's been right? scoring 40 points in every game so far. They're going over. Yeah, but New Orleans' defense is better than uh, Detroit and Minnesota. Vegas so, just Vegas just scored thirty four. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. But they were also <laughs> at home, so uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think this is going to continue. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have another hundred and eighty yard game for the Packers. So I'll take the under in that game. I think it'll play a little bit closer, but uh, I don't know how New Orleans. You know, it's just. I think they know because people will take New Orleans at home. I think that's almost a trappy game. Hundred percent. Uh, Monday Night Football, this one is going to be a lot of fun, Bubba. I'm going to do Monday Night Football with Bogman this week, too, uh, to uh, watch this game. This one is going to be exciting. Baltimore hosting Kansas City. Baltimore is a three-point favorite, 53-and-a-half. The second, uh, no, I guess it's the third behind Arizona and Seattle and Dallas. But uh, very, very high. Uh, one of three games over 50 points here. So 53-and-a-half points in this game is the over Baltimore by three. What do you got in that one? Man, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Baltimore being at home in this matchup, but uh, you would not be shocked if, if the Chiefs get it done. But I'm taking the over. This has a feeling of that uh, Chiefs-Rams Monday night football game like a year ago or whatever, just back and forth video game style. Mahomes wanting to talk Lamar and back and forth. I can't wait to watch this. As they say, get your popcorn ready, get some pizza, get everything, because this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely going to get some sliders. That, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some sliders rocking for this game. This one's going to be fun. But you know, I got I got to root against Baltimore. So give me well, Kansas I want, City. I want, the, I want the Chiefs to win. I just I just feel like at home, Mahomes. You know, they won their title. Lamar wants to do his thing. I just just yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's a tough game to pick. I, I'm taking the Chiefs. I am taking the under two in this game because I just think. Not most games don't live up to this hype, and I know a lot of games have been going over this year and all that good stuff, but I don't know if this one, uh, you know, leads to the hype that it deserves. But it's going to be fun to watch for sure. But we're going to take a break when we come back. We'll be ending our three of in this league on the sports grid. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. 
I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to- in this league. In the dark. Welcome back, everybody. You hear endless love. You know what that means. It is the end of the three-hour tour of In This League on the sports grid in the mightier 1090 in San Diego. So we bid you adieu, but we are going to leave you with a little party. Uh, the Welsh and I forgot to do our parlay, which we usually do in the very end of hour two. But uh, I will give you mine, Bubba, and then I'll read you off the Welsh's, and then we will get yours to close out the show here. I'm going to go with the Seattle-Dallas over. I think that's one of the easier ones of the week. I'm going to double-dip that game. I'm going to take Dallas in that game. I think they're riding high off that comeback win, and I just them being able to point for point for uh, with Seattle like nobody else can. And then I'm going to take Green Bay on the road, and I know that's a dicey one to pick against New Orleans, especially on the road, but I really like them uh, over New Orleans this week. Uh, Welsh has the Niners. He's got his Niners against the Giants. He's got the under in the Minnesota-Tennessee game because it looks like a lot of running in that one, and Minnesota can't get anything together. And Carolina looks pathetic, so he is going to go with the Chargers uh, and give the six-and-a-half points in that game as his three-team parlay. What say you for a parlay, Bubba? Um, We're going to try to back it up after taking it on the parlay last week. We're going to go with Seattle-Dallas over, which I'm going to keep going that Seattle well as long as I can. Only Uh, smart people do that one. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) And then we're going to go to my two MVP candidates. We're going to go Kyler Murray, minus five and a half. And we're going to go Aaron Rodgers, plus three. So that's Arizona and Green Bay for those keeping track at home. But, uh, yes. Arizona and Green Bay. I I like those picks. I I wanted to go with Arizona, too, but – it almost feels so automatic that something's up. You know, maybe the offense in Detroit looks different with Kenny Galladay presumably coming back. I mean, I know it's limited practices, but if you're practicing, you're probably playing unless something happens pregame. So, uh, which sucks. That's an afternoon game too. Hate that. So, uh, with it being dicey, but I, I assume Galladay is going to go and I have him in a couple spots. So, uh, I'm going to get him in. And my buddy from Detroit is coming over and we're going to watch that game. So that should be fun too. So, but that is going to wrap it up for us. Remember, you can follow us on the Twitter at Bogdan Sports for me, at Is It the Welsh for the Welsh, at BD Entrick for KC Bubba. I hope you all have a great weekend and win all of those bets, win yourself some money, and we will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.